Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dotson, pastor of JF Believers Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. Matthew chapter 13, verse 33. He spoke another parable to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like yeast which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal until it was all leavened. Now again, there are those who would like to ignore the obvious and clear connotation here and would like to see this parable in, well, the unlikely picture of the kingdom positively working its way throughout the earth. And wouldn't that be nice? But when we look at the details of the picture before us, we see a different picture. First of all, we see that three measures was the exact amount used in a grain offering to the Lord. And yeast is presented actually throughout the scripture as sin. Sin that would permeate this new kingdom. And like yeast, it would start out small, nearly inconsequential, and it would grow and grow until soon it would find its way into the whole of the meal, or in this case, the whole of the church. It would work its way through that which would come to one day, this church that we know today, to ordain homosexuals, liberalize the uh, scriptures to the point of obscurity, wholly leave behind all deity of Christ, holiness and living and obedience to his direction. All the while, they still call themselves the church of God, even though it flies in the face of all that Jesus said in scripture. Verse 34, going on, Jesus spoke all these things in parables to the multitudes, and without a parable, he didn't speak to them. And that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken through the prophets, saying, I will open my mouth in parables, I will utter things hidden from the foundation of the world. Jesus that day spoke to those who were listening. He spoke to those who were seeking, just as I am today. These were the souls who heard him loud and clear. That aspect of his being and his teaching has not changed in the 2,000 years since his first parable. For those who would hear, well, they would hear secrets kept from the foundation of the world. Sounds like a deal that no one else has offered me lately. And ah, the wonder of those secrets. Unfolding daily as one opens his or her ears and his or her heart to the truths of Jesus Christ. Verse 36 says, Then Jesus sent the multitudes away. And he went into the house. His disciples came to him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the darnel weeds of the field. As often was the practice after such teaching sessions, Jesus now turns his attention to his apostles. He loved them so much, didn't he? I mean, he put up with their immaturity and their loose mouths, their fears, their faithful faithlessness, excuse me, and their, and their consistent lack of understanding. Why? All because he chose them to be his. Even though at this point, I'm sure they thought they chose him. He knew what they would be, even if they were not there yet. They, however, correctly did what we all should do in such situations of confusion. They ask him to clarify. So, Jesus herein faithfully answers. Verse 37. 
He answered them, He who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, the good seeds are the children of the kingdom, and the darnel weeds are the children of the evil one. The enemy who sowed them is the devil, the harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are angels. As therefore the darnel weeds are gathered up and burned with fire, so it will be at the end of this age. The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will gather out his kingdom all things that cause stumbling and those who do iniquity. Verse 42, and he will cast them into the furnace of fire. They will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Interesting that out of all that he had spoken to them about in that day, it was this parable that intrigued them, and it was this that he proceeded to explain to them. Verse 44 says again, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in the field, which a man found and hid. And in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Now, again, elaborating further in this issue of the kingdom of heaven, he likens the kingdom to a treasure that a man found in the field, and then he sold all that he had to purchase that field. Now, there are certainly a lot of interpretations for this parable, but there can only be one truth. Consider that there is nothing that anyone could ever offer that could purchase this treasure of the kingdom of God. And besides that, we didn't find him, he found us. So, interpreting this passage can only be in the light of one direction. This man, then is Jesus himself. The field is the world. The treasure is the Jewish people, and I guess ultimately it's us. He's the one who gave up everything to redeem that field. He was the one to purchase that treasure. Exodus 19.5 says, Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be my own possession from among all peoples, for all the earth is mine. Verse 45 says, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who is a merchant seeking fine pearls. And having found one pearl of great price, he went and sold all that he had and he bought it. Same situation was found here as in the last pearl. But here the pearl is valued by the Gentiles and it's not valued by the Jews. Furthermore, a pearl is something that is born out of adversity. It cannot be cut, it can't be divided, or it loses its value. No doubt this is a picture of the church today. Once again, we are the pearl. And once again, Jesus sold it all to make that purchase. Verse 47, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet that was cast into the sea and gathered some fish of every kind, which, when it was filled, the fishermen drew up on the beach and they sat down and they gathered the good into containers, but the bad they threw away. So it will be in the end of the world. The angels will come and they'll separate the wicked from among the righteous, and it will cast them into the furnace of fire, and there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now this parable, this one's fairly clear, especially after the parable directly preceding it. Very much like the parable of the wheat and tares, the greater kingdom in this parable is presented as being filled with all kinds of individuals. But in the end, these fish also will be separated, good from bad, with the bad, of course, being cast away. This is a common picture with Christ, isn't it? He who would make his disciples 
fishers of men. The nets are daily cast forth into the world, even yet today, but apparently not everything that is caught is a keeper. Verse 51, Jesus said to them, Have you understood all these things? And they answered him, Yes, Lord. Now Jesus asked his apostles if they understood his words, and they tell him that yes, they had, and that they do. However, elsewhere in Scripture, we're told that they gave similar answers to Jesus when he asked about other issues, and then the text would go on to tell us that they in truth did not understand, but in reality, they were too afraid or perhaps too embarrassed to ask. If they were anything like us, perhaps they were just simply too prideful to ask. Verse 52, he said to them, Therefore, every scribe who has been made a disciple in the kingdom of heaven is like a man who is a householder, who brings out his treasure, new and old things. When Jesus had finished these parables, he departed from them. And coming into his own country, he taught them in their synagogue so that they were astonished and said, Where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? Now, this term scribe in verse 52, or, or teacher, uh, it was perhaps directed at the men that were listening, the, these apostles, though it would be a while before they would truly be considered such. They would one day righteously draw out truths of old as well as new ones, quote unquote, that Christ was and is presented, presenting daily and that they would teach the people. Jesus came not to destroy the law of the Old Testament, but he came to fulfill it. See Matthew 5 verse 17. So it's not that the truths that have been presented in the past no longer had or have today any bearing, but they are to be seen in the light of the newly revealed truths that Jesus was now presenting to them. Now finishing up, 55 says, isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother called Mary and his brother James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? Aren't all of his sisters here with us? Where then did this man get all of these things? Now, once again, we're presented here with a clear textual evidence that Jesus had half-brothers and sisters. Therefore, according to Scripture, Mary was not a perpetual virgin, but actually went on after Jesus was born to have natural marital relationships with Joseph. Verse 57, they were offended by him. Hmm. But Jesus said to them, Prophet is not without honor except in his own country and in his own house. They were offended because of him. Why? Why? Because he didn't fit their preconceived ideas, that's why. They had set the standard and Jesus didn't fit. So here in his own hometown, he was rejected. Not because he lacked knowledge or because he lacked wisdom, but because he carried no, well, I don't know, seminary diplomas, I guess. He, he didn't have any of uh, man's higher learning degrees. His wisdom came directly from God. His experiential knowledge came from, well, the school of the wilderness. Those around him, even his own family, were unwilling to receive the magnitude of who he was and what he stood for. This is an experience that many of us can share even today because many of our friends and our families are unwilling to accept the changes in the calling in our lives as we step forth to serve our Lord and Savior. 
last verse, he didn't do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Verse 58. Just as in the case with Christ, the miracles at your hands among them, well, they will likely also be few. I mean, we need to live the life of Christ in their midst, to be sure. We need to share our faith in word whenever possible. But to also earnestly pray that God will send someone into their lives that they will receive. Because honestly, it's unlikely that they will hear you. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Pastor Tim and JF Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.